listen, there's a great work to be done. As soon as you win this court battle, you must deliver this message. Take advantage of this opportunity and declare a powerful message to this world. He expects more of us. He believes we can do more. Who's going to stop Christ? Who's going to stop Christ from getting this work done? This is Behind the Work. Welcome to Behind the Work. I'm Grant Turgeon. We're broadcasting to you live today from the Herbert W. Armstrong College campus here in Edmond, Oklahoma. Members of the Philadelphia Church of God around the world are just coming off of a regular weekly Sabbath, followed by the annual Holy Day of Pentecost. Here in Edmond, we heard a couple of wonderful messages specifically about being teachers. The primary role of God's work today is to train teachers for tomorrow. Perfect spiritual teachers who will impact the entire world. There will come a time when the world will finally be ready to be taught the right way. God needs teachers to be ready when the students are finally ready to be taught. God's work today is training those future teachers. The primary textbook of the wonderful world tomorrow, under God's government, God's perfect government of love, will be the Holy Bible. And the secondary textbook will be Mystery of the Ages. Mystery of the Ages is a book written by the late educator and theologian Herbert W. Armstrong. And it's a book that makes the Bible plain. It unlocks for our understanding the seven mysteries of life. The seven main wonders that have confounded Mankind for over 6,000 years. Human beings have searched for the answers to these questions. Other human beings have often totally neglected to care about these answers at all, even though these answers definitely impact their lives. But these seven mysteries will literally change the way you think and the way that you live. As we heard over the weekend here in Edmond, this is a book that will heal minds, lives, marriages, families, congregations, nations. The world needs mystery of the ages. After hearing these messages over the weekend, I was thinking about these seven chapters of mystery of the ages and how people today just understanding even one of these chapters would be so much happier and they would literally be doing something totally different than what they're doing right now. Take, for example, the riots going on all over America. If human beings understood who and what is God, if they understood that God is not a trinity but actually a family, and that they could be a part of his family. And that that family is also a ruling kingdom. 
maybe they wouldn't find it in themselves to riot. Maybe they would have a a greater purpose in life. What if they understood the truth about angels and evil spirits? How Satan is the prince of the power of the air, Ephesians 2 verse 2. How he does broadcast into human minds. How he does stir up emotions. Inject us with his moods and attitudes and impulses. And basically take us slave mentally. We'd probably be, people out there would probably be a lot more aware of Satan's influence if they understood this second mystery. They'd probably be a lot more on guard against letting their emotions rage out of control like that. What if they understood the mystery of man? What if they knew the concept of the human spirit and how this human spirit can combine with the glorious power of God's Holy Spirit and transform our minds. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 shows that the human spirit is the only thing that differentiates us from the animals mentally. It allows us to think, reason, plan, design, create, have a relationship with God when all the animals cannot This human spirit is the only thing that makes us aware of the things of mankind. Animals do not understand the things of mankind. They do not understand our languages, our ways of doing things, our advanced technology. But likewise, human beings empowered by God's Holy Spirit understand a whole new realm of information. Godly, spiritual knowledge, saving knowledge that the rest of mankind just does not know right now. But if they understood that mystery of man, if they understood the powerful use for their human spirit to connect them with their creator, again, they'd probably have a much greater purpose than looting and violence. There's four more mysteries I haven't mentioned yet. I'm just going to focus mainly on the fourth one today, the mystery of civilization. But you also have the mystery of Israel, the mystery of the church, and the mystery of the kingdom of God. Mystery of Israel shows that God selected a nation and he gave it every type of blessing as long as they would obey him. And yet without the power of the Holy Spirit, they still failed to fully obey and follow God and trust him for the blessings, for the victories in battle that they needed. The mystery of Israel shows our desperate need for the Holy Spirit to survive in these dangerous times. It also shows that if nations today would turn to God, they would be protected. They would be miraculously delivered from the problems that plague this planet. Mystery of the church, a group of people called out of the world right now to prepare to be teachers. And perhaps if those people out there looting right now understood the mystery of the church, if they developed a hunger for God's truth, if they had an open mind, if they were humble and childlike, maybe God could allow them 
to be a part of this tiny group of people doing his work today. And finally, the all-important mystery of the kingdom of God, the government that is going to replace all human governments on this earth. So as many problems as there are with America's government and every other government, if people knew that in the very near future, a perfect government would replace their current human governments, they probably wouldn't be so desperate to take to the streets and take the law into their own hands. They would know that that's about to be taken care of for them very soon. All the suffering going on out there will be alleviated by God and Jesus Christ. They don't have to try to do it themselves because God will provide the relief. But like I said, we'll go back to the mystery of civilization today and just look a bit more in detail at how exactly understanding the mystery of civilization would help human beings today, would give them a greater understanding of life today, of their purpose, of the root of the problems we're facing right now, and of what the solution is. And spoiler alert, the solution does not lie in looting, rioting, and violence. It does not lie in any human government form, such as communism, or democracy, or a republic. No form of government will get the job done the way it needs to be done. Just look at America today and all of the problems we've been dealing with just this year. There's been an attack on the current president since he took office in 2017, including an impeachment sham this year, going all out to remove him from office when there really wasn't a reason to do that. And you will hear a lot more about that on the Trumpet Daily Radio Show, which you can listen to every day at kpcg.fm. But that was something that was meant to undermine America's president. And as soon as that failed, the media kicked up this frenzy about the coronavirus. Yes, it's a real disease. No one is disputing that. But the problem is the vast overreaction to it. Oh, wow. Sorry about that. I think my Bible's trying to read to me right now. That's really strange. I don't know how to turn that off. Okay. <laughs> That's what happens when you're live sometimes, I guess. Well, uh, let me try to get back to where I was in the Bible here. I was going to turn to Genesis 3 and just uh, bring up how exactly we did get to where we are right now. Like I was saying, there, though, with the coronavirus, there really isn't a whole lot of logic to what is taking place in our nation right now. With all of these regulations, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Wearing masks, social distancing, 
That has all been discarded as soon as these riots started, by the way. And the media hasn't even talked about it. It really has been a vast overreach by the government taking away basic American freedoms. And it's caused so much panic. People afraid to go outside when really almost nobody is at serious risk of catching the disease and actually being hurt by it. The stats have proven that. But look at the panic involved. And then right after that, just this past week, with all the riots. But what I'm saying here is that this nation is on the verge of collapse. The greatest single nation ever created by human beings. And yet it's still about to fall apart after just about 250 years of existence. Only 250 years. And here we are, going from one crisis to the next, wondering one day whether the president will be taken out of office, then going into this disease and all of the panic that resulted, and then one video online that people see of an interaction between a police officer and a citizen. And it inflames emotions and the country is set on fire. It doesn't seem to take much for just absolute madness to break out. This is not a stable society in any way. Now, a lot of the time when people discuss God, they will take either one of two extreme stances. Those who do not follow God will say that he is way too strict. He's a tyrant. He forces you to do certain things, and he takes away all the fun. But then on the other hand, you have traditional Christians who largely say that the law is done away and that we just can live basically however we want as long as we say we're sorry when we do something that violates our conscience. So you have a tyrant on the one hand or just someone who's totally lackadaisical and uninvolved in our lives on the other. The truth is, of course, as usual with most issues, in the middle. God is not a tyrant at all, but he does have laws. And if we follow those laws, we'll be happy. If we don't, we'll be unhappy. God gave the first human beings, Adam and Eve, a choice. They could choose between life or death, the tree of life or the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God was very clear that that second tree does lead to death, but he did leave it up to Adam and Eve to make that decision for themselves. Genesis 3, you can see there, God allows this certain serpent, Satan the devil, to slither right up to, or I guess walk right up to Adam and Eve. And Satan was allowed to present his case before Adam and Eve. God told them the right way. He gave them the instruction they needed in order to make the correct choice. But then he also allowed Satan to pitch 
his case too. And that's how it is with God's truth and God's way of life. It's all about having all the information that you need, being fully informed before making any sort of a commitment. That seems fair, and that's the way God does it. He's not a tyrant at all. But Genesis 3 there shows that Adam and Eve did make the wrong decision. God let them. He let them. He, he allowed them to choose which way they went. But then, because Adam and Eve broke God's law, there had to be a penalty. That penalty ultimately being the sacrifice of Christ to pay for the sins of mankind. But you also see there in Genesis at Genesis 3 at the end of the chapter that there's another punishment. God driving Adam and Eve out of the Garden of Eden, cutting them off from access to the tree of life, symbolizing access to God's Holy Spirit. That was Adam and Eve's choice, and it did lead to penalties. They did have to suffer for making that wrong choice. And this is the foundation upon which our civilization today is built. That's the genesis, you could say, of all the suffering we see in the world around us. In chapter 4 of Mystery of the Ages, titled Mystery of Civilization, Mr. Armstrong wrote, But what has man done on the earth where God placed him? Man has made ugly, polluted, defiled, profaned, Everything his hands have touched, he has polluted the air, befouled the water and the rivers, lakes and seas. He has deteriorated the land, denuded the forests, thus altering rainfall and causing the expansion of deserts. He has worn out the soil by neglecting to give it its Sabbaths of rest every seven years. Man has built cities and allowed them to deteriorate into slums, filth, and squalor. So just right there, you see God's way does take into account the environment. <laughs> There's this misconception that if you are not totally in with the climate change movement, that you are just totally in favor of polluting everything. Man has done a lot of damage to the planet. Mr. Armstrong there was just describing the physical damage to the planet itself. That's not even to mention all of the problems we've caused between human beings. He continues here, all because the very first human rejected and turned from God, relying solely on himself, and all Adam's children have done likewise. This, or Thus, man has built a man-made and Satan-influenced civilization. Man not only has ruined the earth he should have developed and improved, he has destroyed his own health by wrong living and degraded and perverted his own spiritual character. That's where we have gotten ourselves following Satan, following Adam and Eve as they selected from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Some good physical knowledge mixed in with a whole lot of bad knowledge. It's a destructive combination. We see the results of it in the news all the time, all around us, all the time. 
in the plain truth, I believe this was 1980, Mr. Armstrong wrote an article titled, Why God Permits Human Suffering. This is another misconception about God. Even among many of those who profess to believe God and try to follow him. It's that, well, maybe maybe God doesn't have the power we think because look at him just allowing all of us to suffer, go through pain, experience terrorist attacks, poverty, violence, war, famine, all kinds of crime. Why is this happening to us? Well, Mr. Armstrong, who was masterful at clearly expressing logical thoughts, does answer this question. Why does God permit human suffering? It's so easy to view a tragedy and maybe think God isn't fair, or maybe God just isn't that involved in human lives. Yet, there is an explanation. Here's the only alternative that God had. Mr. Armstrong writes, Suppose he had forced men against their wills to have lived according to his laws. Can't you almost hear the defiant, rebellious, stiff-necked human race indignantly, indignantly screaming at the Almighty? You can't cram your religion down my throat. For it is a matter of religion. Can't we see that had God followed that course? More than ever, men would have shouted, God isn't fair. For nearly 6,000 years, men have lived in defiance of God's laws. Had God denied them this right to be wrong, men would have accused God of injustice, demanding freedom to follow their own ways. This gets back to the point about God absolutely not being a tyrant. He didn't make us as robots. He allows us to choose. But the problem with people blaming God whenever there's a crisis or just not even considering him in the first place, which is happening more and more now, is that they expect to live however they want and not have to face the tragic effects of broken laws. Laws are in effect. Laws do exact a penalty when they are broken, especially God's powerful, beautiful, perfect spiritual laws summed up by the Ten Commandments. We can't just live in fantasy land and think that we can do whatever we want and nothing bad will happen. If we want blessings, if we want protection, if we want peace of mind and joy, we have to obey God. We have to obey those laws. All suffering today is a result of breaking those laws. And God let mankind choose that way he let mankind set up his own civilization his own systems of government education religion finance technology economy agriculture all of these systems were set up by human beings guided by their own human reasoning apart from god that was their choice God is not forcing anyone to obey him. 
And you can see that fact by the way that God's work operates today. There is no proselytizing. There is no door-to-door ministry. There are no missionary trips. It's about reaching out to those who are already expressing their interest. God is not a tyrant. God lets people make a choice. And perhaps those who see the desperate, desperate hopelessness of these times will be a little bit more willing to look for God's truth. This truth that God's work is delivering every day. Particularly truth straight out of the Bible, especially accompanied by mystery of the ages, which does make plain this mystery of civilization. How desperately people out there need to understand the mystery of civilization. How it all started with a wrong choice back at the Garden of Eden. How human beings have been cut off from God, from access to his Holy Spirit, from a powerful, life-changing relationship with their creator ever since. And that wrong decision kept on becoming exacerbated until the point of the population being wiped out by the flood. And then after the flood, you had Nimrod trying to build up a tower onto heaven to prevent God from wiping out mankind with another flood. Just total defiance against God, total rebellion, and expecting not to have to face any of the consequences of those broken laws. That's the same type of mentality all around us in the world today. Total lawlessness, but then blaming God when the inevitable effects come around. Mr. Armstrong writes in this article, for nearly 6,000 years, men have lived in defiance of God's laws. Had God denied them this right to this right to be wrong, men would have accused God of injustice, demanding freedom to follow their own ways. And then he says, God's plan has for its purpose the creating of perfect character in beings who are separate entities from God, yet members of the very family of God. Character cannot be created automatically by fiat. It must be developed through experience. That's the experience the world is going through right now, proving thoroughly beyond any doubt that their own ways, their own methods will never work, that there has to be a greater purpose, a greater potential than looting and rioting and violence in the streets, than human governments abusing their subjects. There has to be something more. There has to be a power out there who can give them hope, who can give them the peace, the safety that they've always wanted. Not just an empty promise of safety, but actual safety from all threats. This human civilization is lacking a relationship with God. That's what it all comes down to. 
but it was the choice of human beings that led to this. Very soon, though, God will correct this problem. He will make the mystery of civilization clear to everyone to understand. That's the hope that we have, knowing that one day all of these people who are suffering right now will be opened up. Their minds will be opened up to God's glorious, life-saving truth. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Behind the Work. You've been listening to Behind the Work. Email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for a new episode each Monday at 1130 a.m. Central Time.